That hack at the hospital for sick kids involved it's it's an incredible um, sort of corporate model, I guess. And Carmi Levy, let me bring you into the loop here. Carmi Levy, our tech guy, is here. Happy Tech Tuesday. Happy New Year. Great to be here, John. Happy New Year. Great to be back. Thanks. So this organization, if I understand correctly, uh, comes up with the software that allows somebody to pull off a hack, but then they kind of rent it out and let somebody else do the hacking and then kick back. But I explain exactly how this whole thing would work, because it sounds like a corporate model. I wonder if they sit in rooms on an annual basis with a PowerPoint presentation about how they're doing. They probably do. And we do know that they are state sponsored. We know that they're connected through shadowy connections through uh, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, the you know, state sponsors of global cyber terrorism, cyber cr- crime. Uh, the group is known as Lockbit. They're a ransomware group. And what they do is they they build these packages, these platforms, and then they make them available on the dark web. And they do get a cut of, uh, of whatever uh, is made from an attack. If you don't know anything about ransomware, you go online, you find one of these tools and you you can use it and you too can be a cyber criminal as well. Uh, and so what's happening here is they've, they've, they, this is unprecedented. For the first time, frankly, in my career, we've seen cyber criminals, in this case, Lockbit. Um, they have uh, they've apologized and they've said it was uh, this, this attack against sick kids was pr- prosecuted by what they call a partner of theirs. Uh, and they have, in fact, uh, they've apologized for it. They've offered to provide the decryption key, which is essentially the master key that unlocks the data that was locked as part of the ransomware attack. So they're essentially saying, sorry, you know, we, we deal with some shadowy types. Uh, they did something they probably shouldn't have. So we're going to give you the key to unlock it, go back to your lies. Uh, in my entire career, I've never seen this happen. Well, and I have to imagine at Sick Kids, they've had to convene meetings and decide whether or not they're going to do business with these people, because um, the worry would be that this just makes them more vulnerable. Exactly. And we, you know, the data is very clear. If you say yes to a ransomware attack, in other words, if you agree to pay the ransom in order to unlock your data, uh, one of two things will happen. Either they'll unlock the data or they'll just take the money and run, which does happen in a fairly significant percentage of cases. Uh, but what's worse is what happens afterward. If you, uh, if you, uh, if you consent to paying uh, a ransom, well, you're now a mark. And the stats show very clearly you are much more likely to be attacked in a very similar way in future. And so the guidance is pretty clear. Every cybersecurity expert, including myself, will advise never pay the ransom simply because it makes it much more likely that this is just going to become a cyclical thing. So good on sick kids for uh, for doing what they've done, throwing the resources that they had to add at this. They've communicated really effectively throughout, letting everyone know what's going on, what they're doing, how they're responding to it, how they're working around the problem. Um, and uh, essentially that response that we've been watching play out over the last few days from where I sit, textbook. LastPass is a password management app, if I understand it correctly, and apparently uh, there's something wrong with it right now. Yeah, and this is incredibly disturbing. And this is a Canadian company based just south of London, Ontario, in St. Thomas. Uh, they were uh, they were breached in August. And at the time, they said, well, they didn't really get anything. They just got some proprietary information, technical information on LastPass itself. But no customer data was compromised. No passwords were compromised, all that. Now, they've admitted that just uh, over the last few days that, well, it was a little bit worse. Actually, it was a lot worse than they're saying it was. And they're saying that what you should do if you are a LastPass customer, 
customer. You should update all of your passwords. You should update the master password that you use to get into LastPass. Then you should update all the passwords of the systems that it deals with. Um, security experts are raking them over the coals because this response still underplays, underscores, um, under admits really what's been going on. You've been exposed. My advice, if you're using LastPass, stop using it now. Switch to another password management app and uh, start watching your inboxes for additional attacks because your data is now out there. It's in the hands of cyber criminals. Although I have to say, Carmi, one of the jeopardies of having management systems for passwords, I don't know what my passwords are anymore. Yeah, that's a danger um, because, of course, you only have the one password and the, the software management, the password management app manages all of your other accesses in the background. And you kind of have to trust the company that you're dealing with is above board. And in this case, LastPass seems to have dropped the ball. And so there are a lot of people and I've done this at various times in my life. I simply use a notebook with a lock on it and I lock it in my desk drawer and I just keep track of everything manually. It does take time. It takes a little bit of attention, but I always know what my passwords are. Um, and then I just put it in my calendar every month. Just go look at it again. Just make sure that they're always updated. Okay. Only enough time for one more story. Which is your favorite on this list? Oh, I love the smart toilet. Mm. So Stanford, <laughs> Stanford University researchers have developed a smart toilet. It's got some sensors in it. It will analyze your urine. It'll analyze your stool. They've done a pilot study. And they're basically saying, and then once it's done, um, it will actually send that information to secure cloud-based storage, which, of course, you can allow healthcare professionals, your doctors, uh, you know, your healthcare pros uh, and specialists to you know, use that as a diagnostic tool. Obviously, not ready for prime time yet, but the things that I like about this and if it comes to fruition, there's a fingerprint scanner on the toilet lever so that everybody in the household has a unique signature. Um, and this thing can detect things long before you would ever get to your doctor's office. So incredibly promising technology. And unlike a wearable device, you can't take it off. And it, it helps not just you, but everybody in your family. Okay. Well, it reminds me that Celine Dion once famously said, the truth is in the poop. <laughs> it is. We've seen that in the pandemic where, where uh, you know, cities and healthcare professionals have been using analysis of sewage streams to, to detect COVID levels in our sewage. Uh, this really is just a much more sophisticated application of that. And it'll be inter interesting to see where it goes. Healthcare system is under threat, needs to do more with less. Uh, this is one way that we accomplish that. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it, John. Thank you.